Hi, this is the Rock of Recovery. This is Angie Meadows. And it's Josh Bond. And today we are we have a new book for you. It's called Rock of Recovery, Relationship Addictions. And what we have found is that those who grow up in trauma don't build their own identity. They don't build secure attachments and they end up trauma bonding. Yeah. Um, Clinging to whatever, yes. toxic or not. Yeah, that's true. So... We are going to work through this book. There are 22 chapters. We'll probably do five or six chapters for the radio show. The rest of them we will post on the podcast. We'll be talking about healthy and toxic relationships, relationship addiction, codependency, six syndromes, uh, captivity evaluation for a relationship bondage, trauma bonding, Um We'll look at red flags. We'll look at uh, the vulnerability, the rules of engagement, uh, pitfalls in relationship addictions, the trauma drama, the relationship addiction cycles, where we go through a devouring cycle, and then we'll go how to recover, how Too to work good to be true. Yeah, how That's to work a, a recovery one. program, a distance evaluator, so you'll know how to distance yourself from toxicity, how to overcome lust patterns, devastational traps, and godly soul ties, how to build internal controls, how what happens when we obsess and chase a fantasy. Oh, man, that's only like 10 or 11 chapter topics there. So we are going to go through this. Um, six or seven chapters here for the radio show. The rest of it will be on the podcast. The book is available on AmazonBooks.com under Rocker Recovery, Relationship Addictions under Angie Meadows. Get out there get that book. Yeah. It's about 300 pages. <laughs> so Learn something. Yeah. So if you're stuck going from one toxic relationship to another this would be a very good book for you hi this is the rocker recovery and this is josh bond and this is angie meadows and welcome today we have another lesson for you okay so this is the introduction on the rocker recovery relationship addiction kick us off josh the first standard is love. The second standard is do no harm. Mm, say that again. The first standard is love. The second standard is do no harm. This book is meant to encourage us to build a strong relationship with ourselves and then find healthy family and friends. When we can do this, then we can educate on ourselves on toxic behaviors. When we can identify the confusion and the lies surrounding us, we can break free. Some of us have never known healthy, loving relationships and don't know how to move forward. So this Rocker Recovery series grounds us in the principle-based thinking and the foundation of the rock-solid ground beneath our feet. Go ahead. A broken inner world leads to broken relationships. Mm, mm, mm. In- Go ahead. Insecurity and codependency develop quicksand beneath our feet, and we struggle to develop a healthy identity. This book helps us to identify the root causes and our associated behaviors and gives us the permission to break dysfunctional cycles. You know, Josh, we can't break these cycles if we don't know them. (laughs) That's real. So interdependency is healthy. It's a healthy give and take. This is a type of relationship that will grow and mature and endures the test of time. And there are four toxic levels of relationship that I come up with. And uh, these type of relationships cause a lot of suffering and aren't sustainable. 
This work is subjective and not scientific. It has been developed over decades of observation and toxic relationships. You may have gone to a half dozen counselors who look at you like you have two heads. <laughs> the depth of depravity, 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 depravity of relationship addictions are great suffering and internal confusion with external chaos. I hear your pain and give you this book in response. May you grow, mature, and heal, and have the power to choose healthy relationships. Mm, forgive me for making up my own terminology and on some of these behaviors, <laughs> and I do. I make up a lot of fun words in this book. So when I teach this information to those in recovery, they ask me if I am in their heads and if I'm watching them like a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So often those with substance use disorder are struggling emotionally, and without relationship recovery, they cannot find stability. And how many times, Josh, have we seen them in recovery doing a really well and they get in a relationship yep. and they relapse yep oh uh, some of them every single time mm. so here are the four different levels of relationship addiction that i have observed that we're going to talk about in this book the first one codependency means we give up power to gain power oh look at that number two relation uh relational dependency means we are so engrossed with someone else's well-being that we forget about our own. We also may give up our financial power to this relationship. Mm, the third one? Trauma bonding is a lack of our own personal identity. We will compulsively depe- repeat dysfunctional relationship patterns to achieve someone else's approval. Excuse-making and rationalizing why this is a good relationship is common. We have been deceived so long that now we deceive ourselves. All right. And the fourth level we find in domestic violence, it's always toxic. It's called relational bondage. It is abuse on steroids. The victim has no identity and is is an extension of their abuser. This person will metamorphically sit in a burning house and swear the house isn't on fire. (laughs) Yes. Martyring themselves for another is common, but is of no use. The abusive partner has acquired a good slave. There is no equal equality or respect unless it is to deceive you to return to the cycle of abuse. I would describe this bondage as compulsivity, returning to verbal, physical, emotional, financial, sexual, or spiritual abuse. Okay, so the root cause, a person does not have their own identity, cannot love themselves, so they cannot be fully available and love another with a safe connection. They do not possess an internal safe place or self-awareness and are incapable of self-regulating. They usually were previously abused and will settle for crumbs of attention and call it love and devotion. So here's your advice. Never give up your personal power. Always maintain or regain your financial independence. Then when you stay in the relationship, it is for the right motives and not because you have no means to escape. Yeah, there are a lot of people that keep going back to domestic violence, Josh, because they ain't got any way to get away. Yep, they make the chaos comfortable. Yeah, they don't know what else to do. They're stuck. Okay, so recovering addicts cannot have casual sex because of abandonment issues. They do not have the self-control to wait for a relationship to develop at a safe pace. They cannot maintain their own identity because they haven't developed it, or it has been developed in a skewed manner. Therefore, they are still emerging in the development of their identity like immature teenagers. Emotional development is often arrested at the time of trauma. This trauma could be one major event or a long-term instability during childhood. It could range from parents being unavailable, abusive, or to making the child entitled to do whatever they feel like doing 
without any normal internal restraints. Hmm. A child who is catered to and always pacified emotionally and allowed to indulge emotions with exaggeration will be shocked, irritated, and even disgruntled when adulthood demands them to be responsible. (laughs) So a lack of safety, stability, protection, provisions, or being overprotected or overindulged are both unhealthy and may develop long-term issues in the development of character and emotional stability. This book will build an awareness of relationship problems and offer solutions. Healthy relationship foundations that were not developed in childhood will have to be intentionally developed as an adult through self-education and personal growth. May you have the courage to examine every piece of suffering in your life and move towards maturity and healing. So we are going to do Lesson 1, Healthy Relationships. Is there such a thing as a healthy relationship? Yes, there is. But it requires me to be whole. Think of the goals you want for your relationship and plan accordingly. Healthy relationships require continued interpersonal growth and good communication skills. Knowing a person is a certain way with specific limitations is one thing. Radically accepting it is another. Toxic relationships can improve if one person will work on themselves. As one grows and sets up boundaries, the other one may also. The relationship will really improve if both partners work on themselves. Now, I've been in Al-Anon with um, people that have been in long-term relationships with alcoholics. Mm-hmm. And they'll, you know, they'll say that their loved one still doesn't go. Yeah. But it's been ten years that they've been gone, and they're better. Better. Mm-hmm. And as they get better, the other one gets better. Yeah. Even if they don't go for treatment. Yeah. So if the if the relationship's dangerous, if it's violent, you, you can't do this. Yeah. You got to step away. Yeah. Um, you've got to make sure that it's intentional that you are growing, that you're getting yourself in a safe place, safe for you, safe for your children, safe for your family, safe for the other person. The other person needs a container to hold their bad behavior to say, hey, you ain't treating me that way. We ain't going there today. You're not talking to me that way. But if I'm not empowered to set those boundaries up, I'm pretty much a sitting duck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. right here. It is when I need nothing from the relationship to identify and fulfill me that I can let go of trying to fix another person. There you go. It is me that needs to work on me. As I focus my attention on a battle within my control, I can grow. I can heal. I can become less needy, clingy, and controlling. Then I can decide to stay or leave and Either way, I will be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine because it's me that's with me. I haven't abandoned me. But to stay in a toxic, unhealthy, domestic, violent relationship, I've abandoned myself. Yeah, really, because you don't have no opinion. You don't have no Mm -hmm. say so. Mm -mm. You're an extension of somebody else. That's it. Mm -hmm. arm that's it and you're always walking on eggshells yeah okay if i do not have a strong identity within myself i will find a need to develop my identity in a relationship with someone else which will always make the relationship unstable and identity in someone else moves my focus to appeasing and pleasing another and denying my own needs or consuming and controlling of another to make sure they are dependent on me and cannot leave. Hmm. This can cause me to stay in a toxic or abusive relationship too long. Here are some healthy relationship goals. Okay, so we're going to talk about these goals. The first one is respect of boundaries. The next one is respect for others' time and individuality. The next one is trust and support, shared power, individual responsibility, seeks to correct 
yourself confronts and works through issues accountable and open with communication. This is what a healthy relationship looks like, Josh. Yeah. So number one, respect the boundaries. If I'm not free to say no, I will never be free to say yes. Practice respecting the boundaries of your loved one. A healthy relationship needs to ebb and flow, enjoying unity and togetherness as well as open healthy relationships with others. Secondary relationships need to complement your primary relationships. There are several good books on boundaries boundaries if you have (laughs) ever been abandoned, neglected, abused, or have had your own addiction issues. Much work will need to be done in this area. If there is confusion in a relationship, work to develop your own boundaries and respect others' boundaries. If you set a boundary, it needs to be within your power to enforce it. If you have given your power away and your boundaries are not respected, work to regain your independence. Empowerment comes through development of a strong identity and what you will and will not tolerate. Yeah, so if I set up a boundary and every boundary I set up gets pushed over and bulldozed you need to leave them people alone yeah. i may not be able to get away though josh yeah, true but and, there's yeah so but i need to understand that okay if they can't hear me if they cannot respect my boundaries i'm not safe here no. so then i need to just quietly on the side stop arguing with them because you know basically you're talking to the wall yeah. and go work on myself go work on empowering myself that's real yeah yeah so number two respect for others time and individuality No relationship is healthy without the ability to be an individual with our own personality. Mm -hmm. Keep going. I need to know where I start and where I end. If someone is always telling me what to think, eat, wear, say, or do, I've lost my identity. Possessing my own identity is my individuality, likes and dislikes, and ability to make my own decisions. Healthy relationships are giving and taking. They are untie uniting uniting of oneness and yet allowing everyone to have their own uniqueness it is a respecting of another person's likes and dislikes both individuals in a healthy relationship will often yield their preferences to please the other this yielding needs to be reciprocal yes and so as i started working on healthy relationships and healthy boundaries i stopped being afraid of of the little tiffs, the little fussing that somebody else would do with me. And I started setting up a boundary. And when they weren't pleased with it, I pretty much developed some alligator skin. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. I'm pleasing God. I'm doing what's right for me. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry you're not happy. Yeah. But I started picking a fight like that every day. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little one. And as soon as they allowed me to start saying no, I'd say yes. <laughs> I just dis- I just decided I wasn't going to be manipulated yeah. into saying yes anymore. Tired of it. That I wanted to be respected. Yes. If I say no, it's a no. Yes. And and you know, I'm going to fight yeah. to keep my no. Yeah. But if you allow me to gently say no, I might turn around and immediately say yes. Yeah. <laughs> so number three. Trust, support, and shared power. There is no safe relationship without trust. If you cannot trust a companion, would you be with an enemy and not a devoted friend or lover? Support takes on different shapes, financial, physical, emotional, and spiritual. This, too, is reciprocal. if If it is lopsided... One may dominate, empower, and control. The other will feel frustrated and unlo- unloved. Unloved, yes. So if if we're just totally told at all times what to do, there's a lot of fear in the relationship. There's a lot of feeling like you're lonely, like you're invisible, like you're just a slave. So number four. Individual responsibility. Serving one another without expectations brings great joy. 
When both people within a relationship are evenly pulling the weight of the workload, the job becomes enjoyable. Think of yoked oxen. They must be evenly matched or they will be chaffed, sore, or even injured. Yeah. Yeah, so I want to be in a yoke with a person that can pull their weight. And a lot of times when you grow up in abuse, you're always trying to go back and find someone to fix them. Hmm. It's just what we do. Hmm. When you grow up in abuse, you kind of go towards that stuff. Mm -hmm. You go towards other people that are broken because you spent your whole childhood being responsible for your parents and parenting them when you were nine years old. And so here you are as an adult, and you're going back, and you're parenting other adults. Mm -hmm. And as you do that, you realize, that you're basically just going around the cycle that you're basically martyring yourself over and over and over again and and this this person uh might be three different people they might be the one that they're pretending to be they might be the one that you think they could be and then you've got the one they really are and we've got to start new relationships slow enough to know how that person's going to react, how that person's going to respect our boundaries, if there's going to be be building some trust there. Because I might start a relationship that's wonderful, but when I get in it, I didn't I didn't allow that person to develop a trust bond with me, and they've got a lot of old baggage that they're bringing into the relationship, and I'm going to catch all of that. So number five. Seeks to correct self, confronts and works through issues. A teachable attitude intentionally seeks advice, instruction, and counsel. When I can recognize and name my personal struggles, I can plan to change. When I am unable to change and keep falling back into dysfunctional patterns, I can be personally proactive and responsible to reach for outside counsel and accountability. Soon, I can discover the root issues and progress towards recovery. When the person I am with is safe to confront without taking offense things can be carefree open and growing without the treasure of having a person in my life that genuinely cares about what i think bitterness can fester like an annoying splinter <laughs> annoying yeah. splinters yeah. there's my little drama queen girl <laughs> okay so i want to be able to be in relationships with somebody that i can basically say to them you know you said that and it hurt me and they'd be like wow I was thinking this. I went, I'm sorry. I was I was rushing. I, I was trying to get to work. I was trying. I was thinking about the three things I had to do before I got out of here. I, I didn't even know that I was terse with you. Uh, and that's a safe, healthy relationship. I'm that way. Like people first meet me, they don't think they could talk to me, but really, really, they don't understand it. I got a big heart. You know what I mean? They just see what they see with their eyes and not you know what i mean feelings so they all think that they got to watch what they say when really they don't you know what i mean <laughs> that's because josh moves a little fast yeah <laughs> and you gotta you gotta run behind him yeah. if you want to talk to him. that's real <laughs> <laughs> okay number six accountability open communication secrets in healthy loving relationships are surprises for holiday and secret gifts mm-hmm the relationship can never reach its full potential if you are hiding something, lying, or pretending. The consequences of hiding and lying is a pervasive, pervasive feeling of loneliness. Aww. It is better to communicate regularly with your loved one. Let your partner hold you accountable if your weak areas in your weak areas. Ask for accountability with a dash of grace, of course. Okay, so <laughs> if you're trying to talk to your partner and they're always offended with Everything you say, doesn't matter how you say it, doesn't matter how sweet you are, make sure they're fed before yeah. you talk to them. Yeah, <laughs> make, make, <laughs> that's real. Make sure you've heard about their day first. Yeah. And then sit down and say, have you ever thought about? Yeah. And then give it to them in a question and make it their idea to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Especially the food thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You can't. You a can't, man, yeah. Yeah, you can't hit him when he walks in the door. Yeah. <laughs> 
feeding. <laughs> He's in trouble. <laughs> You're in trouble. Yeah. So, and a lot of people just aren't ready until they've they're settled, their yeah. feet's propped up, and they're relaxed. Otherwise, they've been attacked probably all day at work. Yeah. You know, they've had to deflect, and you know, they've really had to be on. And when they get home, they don't want to be on. Yeah. So when you're just gently sitting there chatting. Um, they might receive it a little better. So yeah. if your partner uses your desire for accountability and open communication as a leverage to dominate you, find another trusted, safe person with whom you can develop accountability. So the partners we're with may not be the one that we can share our deep inner heart and our hurts with. They may not be able to receive them without right. mirroring them back at us and getting wounded because yep. they may not be a whole person yet. So as we work on ourselves, maybe with a counselor, maybe with a sponsor or with other groups, um, now we've got something better. We've got the better part of us to bring to that relationship till the other person can heal and grow. Also, some people lack insight into their own selves mm -hmm. and can be emotionally illiterate. Communication gives them so much anxiety that they play avoidance games. This person can be emotionally unavailable and feel distant. Possibly, they could be encouraged to work on their communication skills. Suggest counseling for them to begin identifying their emotions and develop their words to communicate in a healthy relationship. Don't force them to communicate. It will only push them away. It is not likely that they are even aware of their lack of connectedness. So if you're an extrovert and you're with an introvert, uh, the communication skills are totally different. Um, you want to communicate too much and they don't want to communicate at all. So the more you try to communicate, the more they withdraw. So there's, there's a little dance that you've got to do here with a person in relationship that has a different personality than you have. And it is possible that you might just get a feeling words list and say, share with me one feeling. Because mm -hmm. people who are introverted or who have always tried to hide to protect themselves from being abused don't know what their feelings are. Right. They just have mega feelings. Really anxious, really angry, really yeah. fearful. But they don't have the little breakdown feelings to where they can look at the list with 50 feelings on it. They only got three or four. That's all they got in their toolbox. That's so real. <laughs> and they're so loud. And that I they never don't, even heard it put out loud. And they don't <laughs> even know what to do with it. So they might internalize it. They might project it on yeah. But instead, if they could have a word for it, like if I've got a four-year-old throwing a fit, if I can give them a word, are you feeling frustrated? Mm -hmm. what, what are you mad about? What do you, what's hurting you right now? You know, all that didn't work out for you. You know, if I can give them words, that's going to resolve a lot faster. Yeah. So um, let's see what the exercise is. Communication is key to healing, manners, respect, honesty, dependability, and ability to hear truth about blind spots and receive helpful criticism which requires emotional maturity, making sure that you can resolve disagreements quickly, kindly, and reconnect. Any break in the relationship takes genuine, unselfish love and caring. Wow, to be able to fix a relationship yeah. quick <laughs> and keep a short list is really nice yeah. because then the bitternesses do not mount up. But in long-term relationships, you're either growing and growing and enjoying each other or the bitternesses mount up. Up. Yeah. So when the kids are gone, you're like, I'm done with I'm this. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's look at a healthy relationship evaluation. And I want you to think through your mind, think with your main relationship, and have a little checklist here. Not um, controlling or manipulative. To, number two. Free to be you and develop your own identity. Grow and have your own individuality. 
Number three. You can safely explore who you are. Number four. True love burns in your heart with a spiritual union that cannot be denied. Number five. You feel safe. Six. You feel loved. Seven. You feel seen, heard, held, validated, assured. Eight. You allow you allowed to you're allowed to express all your scary inner parts, fear, anxiety, grief, depression, anger, grumpy, bullying, and your partner isn't afraid. Ha. Huh. Now you're not projecting it at them. Yeah. You're just verbalizing yeah. it. Number nine. You never go back at each other. Instead, oh, you never go at each other. Instead, you have healthy face-to-face conversations with truth and compassion. Number 10. You never feel like you must lie or walk on eggshells. 11. Trust is built from connectedness and excitement to be with each other. 12. You allow the person to come and go. The love is secure. You know their heart is so connected, they are coming back. They are coming back. You don't have to be jealous. Number 13. <laughs> you support them to make their own decisions. 14. You are always for them and not against them. 15. You hope the best, think the best, and are not accusatory. This sounds like 1 Corinthians 13. <laughs> 16. <laughs> Forgive easily and reconnect quickly. 17. Uh, communication is easy. 18. You can communicate without words. 19. You never feel out of place in the way or unwanted. Mm. Now, if you felt out of the place in the way and unwanted as a child, that's going to transfer to your main relationships. So you're going to have to work on that. Okay. 21. You can feel their presence when they aren't there. 22. You can't give or receive enough hugs and kisses. 23. Emotional attunement is developed with giggles, noise, little growls and eye contact they are present when they are with you 24 they feel like your other half you can't imagine life without them 25 26 26? yeah Yeah. i missed one i missed Uh a number you delight in them and they delight in you 28 you study the other one to find out what they like 29 you laugh a lot 30 you enjoy each other's company 31 Passion will may eventually fail, but love endures. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Look at that. 32. If, you, if you're if you lonely, be vulnerable to one another. Mm-hmm. 20, 33. Be intentional with building relationships and communi- community with others. Don't isolate as a couple. Now, look at that. There are a lot of things here. So as couples, you could just pick one. Yeah. Let's just work on this one. No. Until, and, you know, for a Until month. Until we get it. Yeah, and then <sighs> after we've worked on that one, then we'll build on the next one. Yeah. So today, you are only allowed to have your own mood. Anyone who has an exaggerated negative mood gets a hug. <laughs> Bring it in. Let me give you a hug. Yeah. Nothing's taken personal. So here's some skills to practice. Have your own mood and don't judge it. Just acknowledge it and let it pass. <laughs> you know, if I didn't have to, react to my mood if I didn't have to judge it and think oh I shouldn't feel that way or I should tell somebody if I just thought okay there it is wonder wonder what what triggered that wonder what's in my past that might not have been resolved number two comfort others when they are unbalanced without taking it personal now there's a skill if I can go in and comfort you and not take it personally I've got some skills there so the principle we want to think of Healthy relationships are intentional. Very intentional. Yeah. If I want a healthy relationship, it's work. Yeah. It's it, once I work at it, it becomes easy, and then all of a sudden we get stuck, and you got to work at it again. No. So, in conclusion, healthy relationships require give and take, sharing, uh, caring, sharing, and building of friendships will grow. Accountability and open communications will be normal and not rare. Your boundaries will be respected. Your time will be valued. Trust, support, and shared power be, will be nurtured. One partner will not be cur- condescending or talking down to the other. Both partners will share equally with chore duties and child rearing. 
Conflicts will be easily resolved, and each partner will desire to correct themselves. A difference of opinions will be allowed. Manners will be practiced, and both partners will apologize frequently and repair any relationship damage quickly. I, I like this apologize qu- frequently. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm groveling and, and constantly saying I'm sorry, but it's going back if I've upset the relationship, if yeah. I've severed it, and actually making a change. Yeah. Because if I apologize and then I do it again, and I do it again, and I'm not working on it, and I'm not setting boundaries up with myself, then I'm just apologizing. I'm just doing it for my own. Just saying words. Yeah, yeah. Instead, when there's something that I am consistently doing, like if I wake up grumpy every morning and I'm hateful every morning, and I know that, (laughs) then I need to give that person a heads up and a warning. Okay, give me 15 minutes before you talk to me. (laughs) Does that make sense? And then you've got the ability to set up some, okay, I need a little space here, and this isn't about you. This this is me, and I'm working on this. And now you can start working on not getting up grumpy. (laughs) So this was the chapter one, lesson one in the relationship addiction, and um, we want Josh to pray us out of here. Lord, help us make our home a safe place. Give us joy and peace and ability to communicate with each other with ease. Let us intentionally be safe for others to love and help us learn to enjoy our relationships. Mm, How wonderful would that be? That would be, definitely. (laughs) To enjoy our home and our relationships and for that to be the safest place on earth. Yeah. The safest place to just know that it's just, you know, it's like going and getting a hug from it with a teddy bear. Yeah. <laughs> You're safe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we hope you enjoyed Lesson 1. And thanks for joining us. This was The Rocker Recovery. This is Josh Bond. And this was Angie Meadows. And you can find us again on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, under The Rocker Recovery. You can find the books on Amazon.com. Um, under Angie G. Meadows under Rocker Recovery. also have enablers books for Enablers Journey and I have some Bible study books on there. So we will see you next time.